0: scruffy looking nerf herders welcome to records of the republic a podcast where we talk about all things star wars from canon to the eu to legends content and more we are your hosts wade and kevin and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you strap yourself in and don't get cocky as we embark on this journey together into the star wars universe Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic. Oh my gosh, this week was awesome, and the week's only—I mean, it's only Wednesday. Uh, my name's Wade. You can find me on Twitter as the Jedi Hick. And joined with me today, as always, is my friend and probably yours, hopefully yours, Kevin. Hey
1: everybody, you can also find me on Twitter at kj914,
0: or the Records of the Republic. J A. Yes. Yeah, you can find us at Records of the Republic on Twitter as well. But if you want to be friends with us individually, that's how you find us. My Twitter is still very new. I'm still learning how to – just as I started learning how to Twitter, uh, they changed it to X. So now I'm Xing.
1: Is that what it's called?
0: Yeah, I I think that's what they've called it now is just X. No, I know that's the name of the app. um, I mean, everyone's still calling it twitter and or tweeting you know when you're posting but i don't know what the actual if they're still going with tweet or if they're redesigning all of that as well i don't know no idea no idea
1: i don't care to look at i think it's stupid
0: kevin question of the day for you before we dive into ahsoka and this is definitely related to star wars uh how do you feel about preemptive strikes
1: That's a super loaded – Do you mean? Do you mean in Star Wars, or do you mean like in real life? How do you feel about preemptive strikes? I don't think I'm going to answer the pre like the real life example. I don't want that. Um, I guess I don't know what I feel about them in Star Wars either because
0: I don't think I've ever thought about it. But, that has been eating at me all week, and I was like, oh, really? this is going to be a great question. Yeah, because I've been reading Thrawn. I think
1: it depends on who's doing the preemptive strike. Right? Like Why? If, Why is that? If it's the Empire doing the preemptive strike, I'm just I'm going to assume that it's for Empire reasons, and they're just trying to terrorize and take control. But if the Rebels are doing it, they're probably doing it to get at the Empire and— take some of that control back so it's situational i guess that would be my answer
0: that's a good answer i like it the reason i ask is because i'm almost done with the ascendancy or ascendancy trilogy for thrawn and apparently i mean the big the big reason he gets banished from his people is from what I've been told, something to do with preemptive strikes. They don't believe in it and they've got rules within their military uh, that are against it. Um, and my assumption is he breaks that rule and that's why he gets banished. I haven't finished the book so I don't know the exact on it, but I was also reading the Thron some of the Thrawn comic books yeah, and he he talks to the Empire when they when they find him on this planet. And essentially capture him and take him back to the emperor. Um, he talks about that being the reason he was banished. So, uh, also another note: if you guys haven't read the Ascendancy, Trilo- Ascendancy trilogy, y'all need to wa- or uh, read it. I cannot word today. Hi. For those of you who can't see, Kevin's daughter is on the screen. Oh. <laughs> How old is she now? She
1: is 20 months at this point, almost two.
0: Okay. Wow. That's crazy, that crazy, man. No. That is nuts. I can't we're, imagine having three kids total. I mean, the older kids can kind of fend for themselves for the most part. but Yeah, they keep each other entertained. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I mean, for those that don't know, we're recording earlier than we normally do. So I've, yes. got the, I've got the kids around. So mm-hmm. uh, you might hear some background noise. Miss Rachel is on. I don't know if you can hear it. Hopefully not. But I can't. there might be a little bit more distraction than normal.
0: Ironically, I do not have the kids, well, the kid home right now. So it works out really well. I got off there work go. a little early. So you might hear the trucks passing by the window, but yeah. you won't hear my kids screaming. So... There's a plus. There's a plus and minus to everything. Right, Kevin? Amen, sister. There's always a silver lining. That's right. (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah, the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy is fantastic. I mean, it is arguably one of the best trilogies I've ever read. And it really has nothing to do with mainstream Star Wars whatsoever. But it's really, really, really good. And it's considered canon. Yeah, it is. Because, I mean, it, it does have stuff. To, I mean, it, it, it's centered around Thrawn and the Chiss Ascendancy. So, I yeah. mean, it does have stuff to do with Star Wars. And, you know, they do refer back to Thrawn's interaction with Anakin. The funny thing is uh, that interaction that happens, uh, they mention it, it. It takes place in the middle of the second book in this trilogy, but they don't actually cover anything that happened in it because Zahn, the author covered it in the Imperial era trilogy Thrawn books. So I thought that was kind of neat. So it it pays to, to read both trilogies to have that information on you. Um, But fantastic series, definitely recommend it. I'm not even done with the last one and I'm going to say these books are well worth reading. Um, if nothing else, they're incredibly well-written. I'll get to them. So that, all of that to say, that's why preemptive strike was on my mind. And I well, said, what's well, your I'm gonna... opinion? I opinion? Mean, I would say it's situational, too. Thrawn, from a tactical point of view, views preemptive strikes normally as not something you want to do unless you there's a need for it. Because he said, you know, essentially, if you you have to wait, which is the in the Chiss ascendancy, there the rule is you have to be fired upon before you can fire, which morally makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, you you don't retaliate with a, a you know a laser blast unless you've been blasted at first. But Thrawn points out tactically that then determines the time and place and it gives the opponent the tactical advantage of knowing when and how they're going to attack you. And you basically have to know how you're going to respond in a bunch of different situations. So, you know, and he kind of works around that in a couple of ways throughout the books um, where he doesn't technically break the letter of the law, but he's definitely flirting with breaking yeah. the law. <laughs> um, but he gets, he, he does kind of work his way around it. So I'm really anxious to see how he does get into trouble in the end and how everything unfolds. Um, so if you guys have read the book, don't tell me anything about it until I confirm that I have finished it. But it's really, really good. Excellent. But yeah, I would say it's situational. As well for preemptive strikes, because okay. I, I would agree. I think you know the rebels are not going to wait for the Empire to attack their base before they go and attack. You know, the the Empire. They're they're not going to wait to to blow up the Death Star. Different so, motivations. Yep, I think there, and I think it does come down to there being a true good versus evil. You know, versus having the relative moralism. It all comes down, you know. If if you think good is from a specific point of view, you know, some people in the Empire may have thought they were doing good by bringing peace and stability to the galaxy, but that doesn't mean their actions were good at the end of the day. So there there's a lot to unravel there. That we're this is not a philosophical podcast. This is a Star Wars podcast, and that's about as deep as we're gonna go. So that's my question for the week. You ready for a fun fact?
1: Let's go. Uh
0: there are two different Delta 7 style starfighters in Star Wars. Okay. Did you know that? No. There's a Delta 7 and there's a Delta 7 B. And this has also been eating at me for the last couple of days. Uh really the really just the last 24 hours in fact. Um since you got your got, Funko Since I got my Funko. (laughs) So I'm going to pull this up here for you uh, so you can see. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi's Delta, it says Delta 7 Jedi Starfighter, which is cool. It's a fantastic Funko. I mean, it looks amazing. I I don't own any any of the Starfighter ship Funkos. Mm -hmm. This is a really cool piece, but... It's technically the Delta 7B, not the Delta 7. So, what's the difference? The biggest difference, uh, if you're not going to get into like modifications and like, you know, upgrades, because there's a lot of upgrades in armament and in, you know, firepower and stuff between the two. But the biggest difference is where the droid is placed in the Starfighter and how it's placed. With the Delta 7B, the droid is in the middle of the Starfighter. And it's a full astromech that can come in and out versus in Attack of the Clones when we had the Delta 7, which was the original. I've got another example here. You had an astromech. Is that the one that I just put together? Yes. Yes, I have this one. Nice. Yeah. Uh, You have the astromech built into the ship, into the Starfighter. Right. So the astromech could not be removed it stayed with the ship so like if anakin had one of these he would have either had to modify it to allow for r2 to get in or he would have just had to fly his own ship altogether um so that's the biggest thing that bothers me and what also bothers me about this set um kind of related is they did give you the body for the r4 unit which is cool if you're a minifigure collector but totally inaccurate. Because R4 couldn't have left the Starfighter in Attack of the Clones. Because he was built into it. So, little things like that will eat me. Eat at me sometimes. I mean, it, they they irk me. Not a lot of to, fun like, building that one. It's a fun build. It was a lot of fun. It definitely is. It's it's The only thing I don't like about this one is the gaps between the wings. I didn't like that either. It feels like they're going to fall off. It drives me nuts. Yeah, I, I didn't think, like that. I actually think the uh, Clone Wars era Delta 7B starfighters were built much better, personally. But I had to get one that had Obi-Wan Kenobi in it for my collection display, yeah. and so I just I went with the most updated version.
1: Yeah, it, it so, the kids asked if they could do it with me, and I was like, no, I'm going to do this one on my own. This one's mine. Years. Yeah, I built all of yours <laughs> with you, and like took eight hours because you wanted to do it, and it was yours. So I let you. I'm doing this one.
0: This one's daddy's. Yeah. Um, in other news, we have a TikTok, which we talked about a little bit on the last episode. We are officially up to a hundred followers today. So we are steadily we are moving and grooving, man. We're gonna be making money on this in no time. Just kidding. We're, <laughs> we're probably never, ever going to make money on anything Star Wars deals. related. I'm going to be working at my current company until I am probably halfway in the grave. So, which is kind of depressing. So let's, uh, let's move on <laughs> to other Star Wars related topics. But yeah, uh, TikTok. Go follow us. If you guys have one, reach out to us. Uh, it's just Records of the Republic. Pretty straightforward, just like everything else we have social media wise. Um, if you have any skits that you would like us to do, or if you have any questions for us that you would like answered in a video, reach out to us, message us on any of the platforms, or send us an email, uh, which is records of the republic at gmail.com. All right, now that we got all of that out of the way, Kevin, what was the exciting news from this week? Huh?
1: What was the what biggest was thing that happened? I think we. I think maybe it was a new show. We did get a new we got show. Got a didn't new we? show drop. Two episodes.
0: Now I, I am going to point out. Uh, I, like a true faithful fan, watched both episodes back to back with no break. Kevin, did you watch both episodes back to back with no break?
1: i to tell you something about me. I like to savor. Right, I'm always the last one at the table. I take a really long time to eat. I like to take things nice and slow. So I know you're trying to paint yourself in a better light than me <laughs> because I've only watched the one episode, but uh, it was on purpose. I like to marinate, you know, in slow cookers. So, no, I didn't watch the second episode, but... It was because I wanted to sit on the first episode, which I did watch right at nine That's o'clock. understandable.
0: Well, like I a am real proud fans. of you for doing that. That you did well. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I was going to let Gene stay up to watch it with me, and he was definitely ready for bed. So I just put him to bed and... Then Penny was at worship practice tonight, so or last night, so I had the house to myself. All the lights were out. I had the the show turned up a little bit louder than it should have been, and it was awesome.
1: It was awesome. I I don't have a ton of thoughts on the first episode because I'm still a soaking it in. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I want to watch it another time or two. You know, really look at the the storyline last night was just pure enjoyment, right? Like it, yeah. It, to me, it felt the same as when the first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi dropped or sure, you know, there was just, I was very, very excited in a way that doesn't happen a ton. So I wanted to make sure I really soaked it in and, and enjoyed the experience. And I'll go back and, and look for the academic stuff.
0: Yeah. After. Well, uh, I did take notes while I was doing that. Um, I ended up having to pause it every like couple of minutes because I saw something or recognized something that just like stood out to me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is incredible!" Um, so they mentioned Home One at the yes, beginning. that was cool. Which was which was cool. I think that's where they were going to meet up to transfer Morgan Elizabeth. Yeah, I think.
1: It, so the, it just it really felt. Like the movies,
0: you know? Yes.
1: It was so good.
0: And then you've got um, Balin and his apprentice on an Ada-class Jedi shuttle. I mm-hmm. don't know if you noticed, if you recognize that from Clone Wars. So we got that. There, there were a lot of Clone Wars. I mean, the, the ship, the T-6 shuttle that uh, Ahsoka flies with Hu Yang, that one's also a Clone Wars era ship. So it was kind of cool to get some of these Clone Wars connections um between you know, with such a with such a long span of time in between Clone Wars and this this event happening in Ahsoka post rebels. I mean it's really, really, really neat um to see some of these ships still in use. Right. Um, let's see. Uh we got General Cindula, we got Chopper, we got Sabine Wren, which we knew we were going to get some of these characters, but I didn't realize like how well these actors or actresses were going to pull off the characters. Like it's hard sometimes to go from an animated character to live action and get that transfer. Um, and obviously, they did a good job with Ahsoka. You know, Rosario Dawson does a very good job as Ahsoka, but I thought these other actors and actresses did a really good job uh, playing their. Um, or animated characters, so you know, we got we were we spent a lot of time on Lothal, and what I really liked about this is I, I really felt like this episode, these two episodes as a whole, but especially this episode, um, really helped tie up kind of the end of Rebels. And I do think you know, a lot of people make jokes about, in fact, I think we've made it about this being Rebels season five. And to an extent, at least in these first couple episodes, it kind of is, or maybe like, you know, season 4.5. But I think once we get past this initial, hey, we're reconnecting characters, reintroducing them, hey, you know, showing where their relationships are, where they're standing in their current organizations, whatever. I think it's going to branch off in its own direction as its own show eventually. Um, so really excited about that. Cause I, I mean, I really, really, really love the rebel show. So to see them pay a lot of homage to that. I mean, we got, uh, let me see, make sure it was in episode one. Um, yep. Okay. So everything there is in episode one. So we got governor Ryder Azadi, which was cool. Cause he was from rebels. Wasn't it Mr. I don't know if he plays Mr. Krabs. You might be right. I don't know if he's played um, Mr. Krabs or not. But we did get Governor uh, Azadi. We also got Jai Kel as a senator, which was cool because he was a former cadet in the Imperial Academy on Lothal with Ezra. Um, So that was really cool. We got E-Wings, which we kind of knew we were getting from the trailer and from um, the Lego sets that were coming out. But that was a really cool scene, seeing Sabine on the uh, yeah. the speeder bike and doing all yeah, her stuff, cool. just being her own badass character. She's, she's just dope. It
1: is um, Mr. Krabs, by the way.
0: There we go. We have confirmation. I forget the actor's name. I was just Me reading too. an article about him. Anyway, he also played the um oh, what's his name? From the Mandalorian, the jailbreak episode where they're pulling out the uh it's the guy with the the giant horns with the red head. You know, he looks oh, like Satan. That's him.
1: Yeah, he also played that character.
0: Yeah. So he's played a couple characters. He also voiced Savage Opress. Oh, I Clone didn't Wars. know that. Yep.
1: He also was the villain in the final season of Dexter.
0: I'd have not watched Dexter.
1: Great show. Really will make you uncomfortable with him though.
0: (laughs) Really? It was he, so he was a good villain then. He was a very good villain. All right. Um, let's see, what else do we get? I think his name was Clancy Brown. Does that sound correct? I think so. Yeah. I think that's him. Um, Anyway, moving back to Ahsoka, uh, we got confirmation that Morgan Elsbeth is a Night Sister. That was cool. Which was is super very, cool. i some excited about that. Seeing some, seeing some live in. action. Oh my gosh. Yeah, seeing some live action that. like Dathomirian witch mm-hmm. magic affecting the map. Um, the map, which also was kind of cool, was very, very, very like reminiscent of the Treasure Planet map. I don't know if you've seen some of those memes coming out. Did you ever no, see I, tra- I, Treasure Planet? No. Oh, I, you're kidding I me. I didn't
1: love how easy it was to open it, though.
0: It wasn't easy.
1: It's a it, puzzle. It's like a Rubik's right, Cube. Right, right, exactly. Exactly, and nobody could figure that out. Yeah. I didn't like that.
0: Well, I agree with I mean, she had to tear down the whole scan of the map that Hu Yang took of the temple that it was in. She had to, like, tear it down in pieces, and then eventually she was able to kind of piece it together.
1: It just seemed, it just seemed a bit simple for all the hardship that
0: people had to figure it out. I don't think there was anything simple about it, but maybe that's just because I'm dumb. We got Loth Cats, which was really cool. Sabine's was got great. one. It uh, It did, yeah. Live action version. Well, I don't think this is the first time we've seen it, though. We've seen it in the Mandalorian before. Did we? Mhm.
1: I don't remember that, but I do remember in the trailer I remember thinking it kind of looked a bit too CGI, but when when I watched it last night I thought it looked great.
0: Yeah, it didn't stand out too much to me. I want to I wonder if they used like some CGI but then some animatronic. Maybe. That that would be my guess. Cuz in some of the scenes it looked really 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 real. What they like that's something what I'm was there. they should
1: be doing with
0: Grogu. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, so we got that. Let's see. Uh the Ezra hologram. So the only thing that bothered me was that in one of the one of his lines, he was like, You're like a sister to me. And I was like, that wasn't the case throughout like all of Rebels. Like, if you go back and rewatch all of Rebels, the whole time he's trying to impress her and like kind of hit on her get her attention that kind of thing it was it was if anyone were to say you're like a sibling to me it would be sabine saying that to ezra
1: maybe he just understands that he's been friend zoned (laughs) he just knows where he stands
0: he's accepted it Man,
1: i just really value our friendship
0: (laughs) i heard that line way too many times growing up (laughs) me too me too (laughs) That's okay. They just didn't appreciate Star Wars the way we do. That's
1: right. That's what was wrong with us.
0: That's what was wrong. Uh, You also see in Sabine's room, which was Ezra's, you see a bunch of the old Stormtrooper helmets in the back. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed that, but all the Stormtrooper helmets that he had collected, the Stormtrooper and Scout Trooper and all those. I was really hoping we'd get to see his painted Scout Trooper helmet, but that's okay. We saw a lot of the other ones, which was still cool. Uh Sabine was confirmed to have been Ahsoka's apprentice, uh, which is pretty dope. And then Balin, we found out, was a Jedi, uh, during the Clone Wars from Hu Yang. Um and then my last note was everybody's getting stabbed and surviving somehow. It's like Another nowadays, point. dude.
1: Qui-Gon's rolling over in his grave.
0: <laughs> well, have you seen the uh have you seen the deep fake videos? I think I've sent yes, you some you of them. i sent some over. So there's one where Qui-Gon's talking with Obi Wan and they're watching the Phantom Menace, and he's like, Oh, what a shame. And uh he was like, It's a shame Bacta wasn't invented. Yeah, it, just, you know, it, and then Obi Wan's like, Yeah, it happened like thirty minutes after you died. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what?
1: That was great.
0: Like, how is everyone getting stabbed in the, and I don't know, maybe Filoni did that on purpose, just to kind of make fun of the fact that a lot of Star Wars fans just, you know, at this point, we're just used to like, okay, you're getting stabbed, and okay, you're gonna be fine. You're fine.
1: I did think for a, a very split second that, like, man, they really killed Sabine right away, but then I was like, no, we know that <laughs> yeah. they're short-haired Sabine, so she's <laughs> yeah, around. that's a-
0: Like it wasn't, it wasn't very compelling to, you know, it would have been, I think it would have been better if they didn't show any clips in the trailer with her having short hair.
1: That's the problem that I have with trailers.
0: If they had just released the first episode.
1: Yeah, that's that's the problem that I have with trailers because think about how much buzz there how much more buzz there would be if we didn't know that. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's why I don't like trailers. It's why I try to stay away from this. Cause I, I, they, sometimes they take away
0: from big moments like that. They absolutely do. So, and my biggest takeaway from the show is who Yang lives. He got a lot more screen time than I thought he was going to get. Dude. dude, I didn't, I thought it was going to be like a simple nod. And then maybe he was, you know, maybe he was just, and I, I will say someone pointed out, um, on Twitter, I was talking with them, and he was like, "You know, my concern is why isn't Hu Yang, who's been around for you know thousands of years with the Jedi, over helping Luke rebuild the Jedi Temple and Order?" And I don't, you know, I I don't think I don't that's a, an invalid question to ask. Um, I think it would make sense for him, and maybe you know, I think this is all. I'm thinking there's a possibility that they haven't gotten that far yet. Whereas, you know, with Boba F- book of Boba Fett, Luke's rebuilding the Jedi temple and everything or building a new one, I should say, you know, maybe they haven't gotten to the point yet where Ahsoka is with Luke on, you know, in, in that atmosphere where Hu Yang can be transferred end over. up that way.
1: Cause they definitely that, made it a point to, to, it, it was clear that Hu Yang still, his programming is with the Jedi, oh, yeah. right? So yeah, they made absolutely. a point to call that out a couple of times. So I could see it ending ending with him being a and,
0: and that's what I think it's going to be. I think they're going to try and tie in, um, you know, the OT characters with this show, yeah. just Very like cool. they have with the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's been fantastic. It was a great episode. I'm super, super, super stoked um, for... The next episode, um, especially because we'll get to talk about episode two at that point mm-hmm. as well, uh, just because episode two had a lot of really cool stuff that I, I I'm biting my tongue on. I've got to keep like and don't go look at our, our shared notes page because I've got all of my episode two notes on reason. there. OK, good. I figured that's um, what you were doing. <laughs> that's exactly what I was doing. Um, so episode one is definitely a win. I mean, both episodes are a win in my opinion. Um, a lot of questions have been answered. There are still a lot of questions left needing answers. Um, the one thing I want to see, um, we've seen, I'm trying to think, we got to see a little bit of the Inquisitor in episode one, right? I don't think so. Did we not? I don't think so. Okay. Well, he becomes a bigger player in episode two. And I'm really interested to see how much of a player he is. Because when you look at some of the Funkos that we're getting released yep. all in a group, he's one of them. And mm-hmm. he's actually the only bad guy Funko in that group. You've got Hera, Ahsoka, Sabine, Chopper, Hu Yang, and then you've got the Inquisitor. So I'm really interested to see who this character is and like what his I've got some theories that a lot of other people have, but I'm trying to just stay away from theories with this one and just take it as it comes.
1: I'm surprised they didn't do a Balin one.
0: That's why I'm really curious to see, you know, because Balin, in my opinion, in this episode was awesome.
1: Yeah, I thought the, like, robotic – he looked, like, robotic when he was deflecting the uh, blaster fire. It was so cool.
0: I thought – well, first of all, I didn't realize how imposing Ray Stevenson was. Like, he's – the dude just – he's got the broadest shoulders I've ever seen. And he's tall, and he looks like an imposing figure that I would not want to match up against. Um so seeing him on screen like that in this in this role uh was really really cool and i I am excited to see how they use him in the in the third episode and fourth and whatever however many more they use him in but yeah it was it was it was crazy the whole time i i was kind of losing my mind the the fact the big thing like i said for me was that who yang's back um and he's got yeah. some great lines. I mean, he's I like got some lot, fantastic too. lines. I, I, I love droids. I mean, and when so, you get a droid voiced by the best Doctor Who actor ever, it's a win.
1: I, so every Star Wars, it's a meme. Every Star Wars fan has the one rando character that's their favorite yeah. for no good reason. <laughs> and I always felt like Yang was yours. Like you're yeah. like a your character that had not a ton of screen time, but you just loved. And absolutely, it's not really true anymore he's he's a main droid character at this point, unless he the show i right. mean, but he he did have some cool, funny lines. I think the voice acting was spot on, yes, so well done so i I see why you like it
0: he He is fantastic, I mean, he is every bit the droid I remembered from Clone Wars during that the gathering arc where they're going to get the kyber crystals and all that and yeah get sidetracked essentially with Hondo that's who that's someone else I would love to see in this show at some point Hondo, is Hondo, cause Hondo It's Hondo cuz Hondo showed back up in Rebels So yeah, it's time. they've got to bring him into live action at some point
1: You do get Hondo in Disney World
0: Yeah which is kind of Yeah cool. absolutely it was cool but to see. I want it him, is. I want him in live action on TV because he's hilarious. I love Han, He's a Some of these Dave Filoni original characters are just so, so awesome to me. And that's not to take away from George Lucas, you know, original trilogy characters that exist at this time. Yeah. You know, Luke, Han, and Leia are fantastic characters and Chewbacca. I want to point out that I'm mentioning Chewbacca. I saw a video on TikTok the other day that just talked about Han, Leia, and luke during the garbage compactor series or uh, scene in uh, a new hope and it really drove me nuts because Chewie is still a huge part of the team and he gets left out so often
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. so
0: but a little off my soapbox there um but yeah Huyang yang is Huyang's back baby Huyang yang yeah. lives uh, I mean, he doesn't live; he's a droid. But Huyang is around. His programming is functioning at full capacity.
1: Yeah. So very exciting! I loved it. It's going to be
0: good. I, I, I just, I have faith in Filoni. Um, I, I, I know he's going to do well with everything how, he does. Speaking of, how about the
1: opening credits and the closing credits?
0: Oh yeah! So yeah, Ooh. that's right. I mean, that—that that is someone who knows what Star Wars fans want.
1: Yeah. The, and the music throughout the entire first episode was also awesome. I can't yep. wait for this soundtrack.
0: Chopper, oh, I don't think we've gotten there yet. Never mind. Yeah, but I know Chopper. I mean, it's not like that's a spoiler. No, but there's a really good line, a couple right. of good lines between Hera and Chopper. I'll, um, I'll tell you if I, can, if I agree. Like I'll tell will I'll be like, oh, this is what you were talking about. Yeah, you'll know you'll know exactly what it is. <laughs> Cause it's a it's a truly chopper line.
1: Is Dave still doing um the voice? Do you know?
0: That I don't know. I'm assuming so. Does it sound um, the same? Oh yeah, it sounds exactly like Chop. I would from, assume it's probably Rebels. Dave then. So it probably is. But just Ah, I'm, 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 I, when I get off this podcast episode I'm going to start the exporting which will take a little while and I'm going to go watch it again because it was it that good you should and then Probably text watch me about it. it yeah I will so that's Ahsoka for us if you guys haven't watched it uh, go get Disney Plus if you don't have it and go watch it because it is well worth it um, on top of that we have not been able to do our return of the Jedi review return of the opinions. So we're going to do that since we're only doing one episode of Soka, and next week we'll do two and three. Um, so let's transition into return of the Jedi. Let's do it. Kevin, how did you feel about return of the Jedi?
1: Um, the same as I always do. I love that movie. Uh, I still, the if you guys remember last time, I talked about how I think I'm ready to to bump Empire ahead of Jedi, which Jedi has always been my favorite of the original trilogy, and I stand by it. I think Empire is better than Return of the Jedi. Still love it, but Empire, in my opinion, is just overall better.
0: The scoring for me did not match up with that. I thought Empire was going to squeak past it, and it still didn't.
1: Empire had a higher score for me than, than Jedi.
0: Well, let's dive into that. So what did, what score did you give Return of the Jedi for characters?
1: 4.25.
0: Okay, I gave him a 4.5.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no question about the characters. You get Palpatine. Yep. Um, not the first appearance, of course, but uh, I would say it's the best right like it's it's the most obviously you have palpatine in in revenge of the sith but it's new palpatine like this is palpatine yeah
0: this is like freshly revealed this yeah, is yeah. the return of the jedi is like this dude's been sitting on the throne mm-hmm. he's in full effect full swing i mean yep. the galaxy's in shambles and it's all because of him
1: yeah i mean so there's of course the heavy hitter characters that we all know that are in there that are going to bring a high score. Lou, Khan, Leia, Chewie. There you go, Wade. Um, yep, thank you.
0: I appreciate that.
1: R2s, 3PO. There are a couple that elevate it for me. I am, I've am. i always been a huge fan of the intake droid at Jabba's Palace. That's um, <laughs> just barking at 3PO and and R2. That whole scene is just funny to me. Like they're, they're torturing the droids by burning and (laughs) and screaming and it's, it's sad to laugh at because they're droids being tortured, but it's just, you never would have thought of something like that.
0: But unlike clones, droids are property.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I love the way that I love the way the intake droid is speaking to them. Like you'll learn some sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) cracks me up. We've got the, the Gamorrean Guards, the Rancor. The Gamorrean
0: Guards are great. Yeah. They, they they crack me up quite a yep. bit. We did get the, the Rancor was awesome. Um, Still would have preferred to see Luke use his lightsaber against it, but that's just me.
1: Yeah, but it would have ruined the whole plan.
0: Yeah, it would have. Luke's all black Jedi tunic was awesome. Yeah. That's sharp, and I don't really know what he was wearing. It's not really Jedi robes or tunic for the end of the movie, because uh, it is a different outfit. But also iconic, very sharp, and he's now got the green lightsaber, which it was looks so always good with the green. Dude, <laughs> the green looks so sharp, especially contrasted against the red lightsaber. Yeah, like it looks so much better.
1: I actually had to watch this on an old DVD. From ninety nine because I watched this on the day that my internet was out and I could oh. work. So I, I popped it in the PlayStation and watched it and I'll it's I guess I'll talk about it now, but I had it in effects. It looked better, right? Like everything looked better without all the touch ups and uh remastering that they've done with the version that you have on Disney Plus. The lightsaber yeah, the, looked better. It just the it effects
0: looked, were much lower way on this better. movie for me.
1: Like it it's hard for me to grade the effects because it makes me wonder about all of the, the ratings that I've given for the effects because right the remastering changed it I think. It did. I think it looked a lot better before as it originally was than it yeah. probably does. I mean now.
0: I'd agree. I agree. I think it looked a lot better without Hayden Christensen.
1: It's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's the. But that's that, one of the it, changes that, that I is love. An effect that they changed. Yeah, but that that's but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I the, know.
0: I'm just picking it didn't on you. Look
1: as good with the remaster.
0: I I agree to some extent.
1: I, I love think, that I, they. I, I love the Anakin change. It always makes me emotional.
0: There's only really one effect, like scene with effects that really, really bug me. And still, like it, it never stopped bugging me. But we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, music. What did you give it?
1: Four point five.
0: Yep, me too.
1: I the all of the music at Jabba's Palace when they're traveling to the Sarlacc pit. It's my favorite. They like the electronic, like
0: Star Wars dance <laughs> the, music. The the Uki day. No, 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 no. <laughs> yep. that that so good <laughs> that's what started like all this other random star wars music that we've gotten like in in solo and in uh the yeah. last jedi you know all that the force awakens like all of that comes from <laughs> from i mean that and the cantina band because mm-hmm. you know the cantina band was pretty iconic but this th- that guy kills me i don't know, I know what it is about the the scene but he i i, I loved that effect it's so good it's i love that every... whole that whole thing <laughs> jabba's palace seems like a fun place man
1: but overall as i was watching this movie the thought that i had was that I, I feel like this movie's music really does a good job of bridging the gap between music from the original trilogy and the prequels like i, I you notice What did I write down? I wrote it pretty well. Um, More strings in this soundtrack, as opposed to the trademark John Williams French horn. And you still have that in the prequels, but it definitely is more string heavy than the original trilogy was. And I felt like that was the case in Return of the Jedi, which I thought was really cool. Uh, Probably speaks more to John Williams and his evolving style over the years than it does anything, but uh, the Emperor's theme is always awesome and then I always love the Celebration song at the end. I don't know what it's called, but some really good music in this
0: one. Absolutely. Uh, What did you give it for effects?
1: Uh, 4.2. I gave it a 3.5. So I had a hard time with this one, like I said, though. I didn't know quite how to how to rate it. I kinda I kinda went higher because I felt like the version that I had looked really good. I didn't really have those clunky moments of oh that looked a bit ridiculous. It floats it flowed pretty well. I mean it definitely looked like a movie from the eighties. You could tell it wasn't as good CGI as it is now, but it made me again it made me feel like maybe I'm judging these effects harsher because I'm looking at the cleaned up polished version that we have on Disney plus when I, I think it looked better in like, as it originally was. Like, I don't think it looked as funky and, and fake. It definitely did, but not as bad.
0: So the biggest thing that bothered me about any of it was the speeder bike chase. Always that that one that is what kills me the most the space battles look fine um the uh even most of the sail barge stuff there were some kind of interesting parts in it that i was like "Eh, it doesn't look as great as it could but i still thought it was better than the speeder bike the speeder bike that one just I, I cringe when I watch it. That is the only scene in it, and that bothers me so much that I have yeah. to give it a lower score.
1: I get it. I get it. I mean, a positive: the Death Star at the beginning, when when they're landing, um, looks so cool. Like the close-up shots.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it looked. I. Everything else, like I said, everything else looked really good to me. Um, there wasn't, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's a movie from the eighties, but yeah, but I mean, even still,
1: I get it. I, I've always disliked that scene too, because there is, I, I'm sorry. I don't think that it is possible to be traveling as fast as they're traveling and be able to dodge hundreds, thousands of trees like that. No. that are so close together.
0: No. Right.
1: and shoot, you know, look around and stuff. Like, there's no way.
0: Well, I mean, for a Jedi, maybe. But for a Stormtrooper, no way. Yeah. There's, it's just not possible. Shout out to RFB. <laughs> <laughs> what did you put for a plot? Uh, I gave it a
1: 4.5. I went lower. What did you give it? <laughs>
0: um, I did With a 3.6. on 6. your face gave it away. Oh, yeah, I did that's a 3. awful. 6. What? I. What, what wasn't there to like about the plot?
1: Alright. So maybe this this one belongs in effects. But I felt like the Rancor scene really doesn't do a great job of showing how advanced Luke is. Um, But everything else about the plan was great. It really, like, him and Leia, I assume, put that entire plan together. Everything that happened seemed intentional. I don't know if Luke planned on being sent to the, sent into
0: the, the pit. No, I, think, I think Luke was a backup plan. What I do you mean? Leo, Leo was originally going to try and sneak Han out of there.
1: Sure. Yeah. That proves the point even further that they did a great job of having a good plan. Um, but I don't know. I just, I didn't really love the execution of how Luke took down the, the rancor. I don't Which, know. Why. I mean,
0: What what else are you going to do? You're surrounded by some rocks and some bones. I know. He doesn't have his lightsaber on him. That was (laughs) something I had issue with to begin with. He should have had his lightsaber on him. But that, as you pointed out, would have ruined the whole plan. I think that... But how are you... If you get dropped into a dungeon you didn't know was there, and you're facing a Rancor, and you've got nothing at your disposal to kill it, what are you going to do, Kevin?
1: I don't know. I'm not, I would die. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, would
0: die. I so, don't know. Well, I, just, I think it Luke, could have been. Luke did a fantastic job. He did do a good
1: job, but I think that, I, that's why I think it might belong in effects. Because visually, I don't think it did a good job of showing that this is a Jedi master. Or Jedi He's knight. He's not. He's knight. not even did, a Jedi knight. Yes, he is. He calls himself yep. a Jedi knight.
0: He does. Yoda does not. Yoda points out there as they're on Dagobah, you know, Luke goes, then I am a Jedi. And Yoda goes, no, you're not yet. You still have to face Vader. That's his final test. Only then does he become a Jedi. And that's that's, Are you sure that's not in empire. No, that is in Return of the Jedi. Did you watch the movie, Kevin? No, wait, I didn't. I've never <laughs> seen the movie. I mean, we've watched so a there, lot
1: of it, movies over
0: the last couple of weeks. We have. But when they're when they're sitting on Dagobah, because he goes back because he was going to finish his training, and he says his training is complete. He then he is a Jedi, and Yoda goes, "No, not yet. You still have the final task of facing Vader," and that's when Luke's like, "I can't kill my father," and Yoda's right. like, "That I mean, it's that
1: or nothing." All right, so point granted. But I think that I think that given the rest of canon. That's a too high of a standard that Yoda is setting on on Luke. It may be.
0: It <laughs> Nobody may else be. had to
1: face a Sith Lord to become a Jedi Knight.
0: So Obi Wan did it.
1: He didn't have to. He could have, but he, he did it. Right, he did successfully, but that wasn't the only path for him to become a Jedi Knight. He could have faced the trials. Know,
0: but I'm. Who is going to judge whether Luke? I mean, Yoda's on his deathbed. He's not going to be around. To judge whether he passed the trials or not. Yoda's saying, this is your trial. You have to face your father. That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is that that is way too high of a standard. I'm not saying it isn't. But I'm saying that was the standard that he was given. Sure. And he does it successfully.
1: The main reason for my lower score on plot is one that I think we're going to probably debate on.
0: (laughs) Because we haven't um, debated at all on anything else. No, I think this one's <laughs> going to be a real point of contention.
1: Uh, I think we fall on opposite sides of this. But I need you got to let me say my full point before okay. you okay. debate me. The Ewoks winning, how they won, was ridiculous. I think maybe you could put that under effects if you want. I think it's nuts that they had these trip wires out, that they had logs perfectly placed at a ATST height to be able to crush it, that they're flying with their gliders, dropping a couple of rocks and taking down whatever they want to take down. I don't think the execution of that made any sense at all. I, I, I do grant that it is possible that the Ewoks could win because they have the advantage of it being their home planet. They know the woods. They, they know all the good spots. But I'm sorry. The dropping the rocks from the sky and taking everybody out just is nuts to me.
0: So I get it if we're talking about them dropping the little rocks on ATSTs. But most of the rocks, from what I remember, were being dropped on stormtroopers. And as they dropped the rocks on these stormtroopers. It essentially knocks them down to the ground, which would realistically happen, and the rest of the Ewoks basically take over from there, and like jump these guys.
1: How heavy can these rocks be if an Ewok is carrying it on a glider that is just a glider? There's no propulsion; they're just gliding. Yeah, that's that's a good point, Wade. You have to you have to grant. I don't
0: I don't think that's a good point. I think these gliders could absolutely. I mean, Kevin, have you ever used a glider? Listen, I'm telling you, if you drop a rock the size of my fist, all right, from up in the air, even if I'm wearing a helmet, that's going to still knock me to the ground if it hits me in the helmet. But that's not the point that I was just making. The 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 glider, the glider. Listen, listen, an an African swallow can carry a coconut. That's a different reference. I don't know if you get that one. Do you know what that's from? No. Oh, oh no. The The European versus African swallow is, is a joke from Monty Python's Holy Grail. As they're riding up to the castle and he's clacking the coconuts together... And the guys at the castle start debating about like, how did you guys get a coconut? Cause they're in the middle of Europe. And then they start debating about how it could have gotten there. And then they start talking about swallows and whether they can carry the coconut. It's the same thing. It's the same <laughs> exact thing, <laughs> but okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll give that to you and say, all right, maybe they can't carry these rocks on a glider, even though I think, if we were to like mathematically look at it, we probably could make it work. All right. I'll give this to you and say, that may be a little janky, but these Ewoks are experienced hunters. And I think part of it is the effects. You know, if they were CGI, they'd be much more formidable, but these guys are experienced hunters. I mean, they, they were able to catch, uh, Luke Han and Chewie and C3PO and R2D2. Um, You know, It would make sense that on their home planet they would have uh, defense mechanisms in place, especially if an invading force like the Empire – now, granted, they would be rudimentary defenses, but they would still be in place to some extent um, for hunting purposes or general purposes. The other thing that you could say is they may have set it up – they may have started setting some of this stuff up when the Empire landed and decided to build – that's they what I'm saying. I don't, don't I don't know.
1: So that's right, my But that's point, what I'm Wade, saying. It's
0: not so outlandish that but it could. That's not happened. what I
1: was saying. My, I'll read you my note exactly as I have it. While I understand how the Ewoks won, the execution of it on screen wasn't great.
0: Yeah, that uh, that's an effects thing. That's not plot, because plot has to do with the story.
1: You, you I just think said intertwined in this case because I of don't. what was shown on screen. I don't buy.
0: But the storyline of what happened, you said you can get, and that's what yeah. plot is. I don't think plot has anything to do with the visual execution. Visual execution has everything to do with effects.
1: But even if it was great effects, I still wouldn't buy it if if it showed a CGI Ewok dropping a a rock from the sky.
0: Honestly, I see. I disagree. Buy that. I, I told I think you we would disagree. I I think we could. I think we can make it work.
1: I'll I just test have a I have go, a problem with listen, that.
0: Listen, I'll I'll go build my own glider, jump off the roof and drop a rock so you can see how it could work.
1: Make sure um Penny sends me details on the funeral home. I'll send you some flowers.
0: <laughs> I mean, realistically their gliders wouldn't have worked to begin with. They don't they're not great gliders. They probably wouldn't have worked. But no, let's let's go back on this cuz in rebels the 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 rebels team uh were able to glide on very rudimentary gliders just like the ewoks did and it was they were much bigger people so don't know i i think it's doable i think you're wrong i think you're wrong on how you scored it and i think you're wrong on whether it could have happened or not
1: okay well, I think you're wrong for thinking that it could happen and I think you're wrong for how you scored it.
0: And that's fine. We'll we'll leave it there. I gave it a 4.5 for plot.
1: Here's another one. Leia says that she's always known somehow that Luke is her brother. But where was that when they kissed?
0: Yeah, I that's a that's a common one. I have to agree with that one. Um yeah, there's there's no question. Um, just say an example of maybe some not so good George Lucas dialogue. That was yeah. That was not a, even dialogue, but just continuity of writing between movies. You yep. know, kind of making changes and making adjustments as you go. But I mean, if we picture Alderon as like Alabama, then <laughs> it all makes sense. It's not a big yeah. Deal. I don't. I don't think that's. I don't <laughs> think know? that's what happened. No, Alderon seems a lot more sophisticated than Alabama. Yeah, just a little I'm inclined bit. inclined to agree. Yeah. So, some all right. Good so, what do you give up, a I I got a couple okay, of good go notes. because okay. I do love this movie. I don't want.
1: I don't want it to be dominated by the things. Yeah, it that sounds I like you I, hate it,
0: but continue. I
1: loved the Rebel briefing. I thought that was super interesting. Well done. I loved. I love any Rebel briefing when they all get together. They're making a plan. Yeah, And then, of course, everything between Vader, Luke, and Palpatine. And Palpatine, yeah. Top-notch, which is why I always love and put Jedi ahead of A New Hope and Empire, because that part of the movie is just so compelling. Yeah. So good.
0: It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. The especially when you start to get into like how Vader and Luke are fighting. And then, you know, when Luke goes and kind of hides and is kind of avoiding Vader, how they use his sister to draw him out um, and start fighting back in anger. And then at the end, the biggest thing, and this is when Luke becomes a Jedi is when he tosses his lightsaber aside and says, I am a Jedi, like my father before me, that that's the moment when Luke passes the trial. Yeah, that, that that's that's the moment that Yoda was Yoda wasn't necessarily saying you have to kill Vader. It's that you have to defeat the Empire, that you have to defeat the heads of the Empire so that the Empire shatters and yeah. hope is restored. And I think that's the moment where Luke truly becomes a Jedi is when he throws it aside and says, I'm not going to kill this man. I see I, I can feel there's good in him. You know, he's struggling with his feelings and how where he stands on all this. I'm not gonna kill him. I can't do it. Yeah. It's particularly compelling
1: because of the parallels to Anakin in Revenge of the Sith when he's when Palpatine's trying to get him to kill Dooku.
0: Yes. Except that Anakin does fall. And I think that's a good point.
1: That's the that's you know how I feel about parallelism with Star Wars fans. I think a lot of times Star Wars fans will reach and look for parallelism. Where it's probably not parallelism, but I think that's very intentional because it visually looks very similar too.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was the. I, that's why I think the plot's fantastic. The effects, not so much, but the plot, plot's good. Plot's very good.
1: It's a good plot. I think three point six is still a good score.
0: That's a bad score. That's why I that's gave not. effects three point five. <laughs> that is a that is a bad score. Alright, overall entertainment, what did you give it? 4.4 4. I gave it a 4.75 Nice Very nice Again, everything other than the speeder bi- bike scene I love Yeah
1: everything. I got I got another dialogue that I didn't particularly I didn't dislike it, but I I, I put brutal <laughs> um, When Leia finds Han and he's like, who are you? And she goes someone who loves you no that, that's that's brutal. a perfect
0: no, no it's that, not no it's listen, not listen 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 no, listen no it's not it's cheesy no it is cheesy but that's part of the beauty of love love is cheesy at times no. it absolutely is it listen the fit. last it didn't fit the last no the last thing Han heard the last thing before he was frozen in carbonite was i love you so the very next thing that he hears is her saying, "Someone that loves you." Instant click. No, nope. he's instantly able to identify her because of that. Didn't like it. Cheesy. No. You're cheesy. you're just you're just a stick in the mud, Kevin. No, I'm
1: not. I love I love a good love story. I love and Han that's and Leia's a good love story. No, it's not. The the story's and, good, but the the no. writing in that particular line
0: was not great. I thought um, it was fantastic. It makes so much sense. And I, I think Lucas was spot on with it. I don't think it doesn't make sense. I just, I think it's way too cheesy. No. Sometimes there is a thing, uh, a such thing as too cheesy. I don't think that was too cheesy. I think that made sense. Okay.
1: I, I think it made sense. I just didn't like it. I think <sighs> I think it could have been way better.
0: How can you not like, What well, what would you have done instead?
1: Don't know. Not that I don't claim to be a better writer. I never made that claim.
0: (laughs) I just, I I thought it was great. I thought it was a perfect callback to say, you know, to what was said, the last conversation he had was simply, I love you. I know, you know, and then he's like, who are you? The first conversation he has when he comes back is a, is a callback to, to what happened in Bestman. I would have English. liked it better
1: if it was the reverse. If um,
0: like he Leia, finished it he came out with I love you.
1: Yeah. If if it, if she was the one that hadn't said it back. Yeah. I maybe would have liked it better. A funny line that I ne- that was always in passing was when they're in the imperial shuttle and uh Chewie's complaining and <laughs> and he goes yeah, I don't think the Empire had Wookiees in mind when they designed her.
0: <laughs> or I love the, I don't know, fly casual. Like, how do
1: you fly casual?
0: Perfect. That's such a yeah. classic line. The the banter between Chewie and Han yeah. is almost always just pure gold. Yep.
1: Yeah, they did a really good job in, in this one about really showing you how much Han loves the Falcon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that he, a lot.
0: he gives her, he's like insisting Lando take her. And then he's like, but don't get a scratch. And Lando's like, I won't. And I he have goes, your word. I have your word. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. And then he's sitting in the shuttle and he's like, I have a sinking feeling. I'm never going to see her again. <laughs> like yep. he's showing so much more emotion to his yep. ship than he is to Leia. <laughs> but even Lando, even Lando, like you could see how much
1: he liked um, the oh, Falcon. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah.
0: That's why it's awesome. Cause you, it first time viewers, like when you see it, you go, okay, not a scratch, but then Lando loses the dish on it. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I yeah. always look forward to seeing that now. Cause I'm like, ha! Han's going to lose it.
1: Um, one other thing that I really, really liked. Everybody knows the, the line you don't know the power of the dark side. Everybody thinks Vader. That's a common line that you think of. But the other part of it really stood out to me as I was watching it this time. He goes, you must. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. I interpreted that this time a little bit differently than I have in the past. I've always seen it as an intimidation line of like, I will destroy you. You have no idea how much more powerful the dark side is whatever kool-aid you're drinking but that second part of the line really made me feel like it was like a you should be scared of this because i'm scared of this i need to obey my master because Mm. if i don't you have no idea how much how powerful he is in the dark side he will kill me he will kill you
0: well and yeah you can take it as like a you know you could almost spin that as. You know, Vader's trying to show compassion to his son by saying, I don't want to destroy you. Join the dark side. It's the easy way out. Yeah. And then I don't have to kill you. Because
1: it was the easy way out for him. Yep. So that it, that line just took on a little bit of new meaning, which ma- it added depth to to the story that wasn't there for me before that I really, really liked.
0: You know where that uh, that line would fall under? the 3.6 plot. No, it wouldn't. It's under overall entertainment. <laughs> uh,
1: it was, so what it was your, is an example of good writing.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought overall the movie, I mean, you can always with some of these early movies and even with the prequels for that matter, you can pick out bad writing. Like, yeah, it, it was known to happen, but as a whole, there was also a lot of good depth. In a lot of the writing.
1: Yeah, anything to do with Vader and Luke was so yep. well done.
0: Anytime you get into the Force and stuff like that, you know, when yeah. you've got Yoda and Luke and Obi-Wan going back and forth.
1: That's what George is best at.
0: Yep, he did very, very good job with that. So what was your overall total score? 20.95. Oh, that's a good one. Mine was 21.75. Okay. Which it only edged out Empire by like 0. 0.5. So, yeah. still not awful. But uh or not awful, but it 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 didn't edge it out by much, but it still it beat it enough for it to be my favorite of the original trilogy. And I think that's mostly because <laughs> I'm going to credit it to Luke and his green lightsaber. Sure. I just find myself loving... <laughs> the green lightsaber is the way to go, in my opinion. That's not just because my lightsaber color would be green, uh, according to StarWars.com and YouTube. Um, but I just think it looks sharper. I think he was more put together, obviously, because he's had more training at this point, uh, more life experience, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but this is really his start in his stepping into... Being a Jedi, you know, truly not just, not just being a force wielder who happens to have a lightsaber, you know, uh, it it's him coming into his own as a Jedi. And so this is, this is pinnacle storytelling out of Star Wars original trilogy. Agreed.
1: I have one final thought that just came to me that I want to see what you think of. Because... Okay it's not a point in favor of the sequels because I I do still think that what happened in the sequels did take away from some of the stuff that happened in return of the Jedi, Mm -hmm. but, Oh, maybe not even the sequels, but Disney's star Wars, how there's Jedi, right? There's still Jedi. The way that I think you can interpret return of the Jedi is that Luke is going? There may be scattered Jedi here and there, like doing their thing, trying to take down the Empire. But Luke is going to be the one that brings back the the Jedi, like the new Jedi Order. I do yeah. think that the sequels. You could make the argument that they did minimize that, but that's for when we re- when we review those movies. Um, yeah, but him being... Yoda saying there is another and and all that. I don't think that it means that there's literally no other Jedi. I think that what it means is that these two are going to be the ones
0: that that have the potential bring to rebuild it back. the order. Yeah, Because yeah. any of the other Jedi have either turned into mercenaries, have abandoned the old way of life, or are literally They're just, just not
1: powerful in enough in hiding.
0: Yeah, there's there's a bunch of other stuff going on. Like what he's saying is, you are the direct line left for the Jedi Order to survive. Yeah. You know, because at that point, we don't know where Cal Kestis is in life, if he's still alive or not. Uh, We know that Yoda had had interactions to some extent through the Force with Kanan and Ezra, but Kanan's dead or transformed into a wolf, a loth wolf, Um, and Ezra's missing. So we don't actually know... You know, whether he's alive or not at the time of Ahsoka. And Ahsoka's obviously going to explore that um, some, which is going to be interesting to see. But to our knowledge, and potentially to Yoda's knowledge at that point, they may have been the last Jedi that he knew of existing. You know, Ahsoka's not a Jedi. You know, we've made that clear. So, who knows what else may be out there. A lot of the Jedi have turned to the dark side um so no idea yeah for sure but fantastic movie very well done um definitely my favorite of the original trilogy still empire is close and maybe at some point in my life empire will surpass return of the jedi but for now return of the jedi is king
1: well fair. They're, they're all they're all great all three of the originals
0: they are that's true I enjoy reviewing that, them. I, I have 2 I'm glad we're taking a break though, because I don't think I could take the sequel trilogy right now. I'm <laughs> in a good place in my life, like mentally, emotionally. Um, you know, Ahsoka's out right now, so we're gonna enjoy Ahsoka for a while, and then maybe every once in a while sprinkle in a sequel trilogy movie, or just do that after Ahsoka's gone. I think we so, should do
1: it after Ahsoka's done.
0: That's possible. You know, but maybe we run out of something, you know, maybe Ahsoka stalls and there's a a filler episode that is just boring and we don't really have much to talk about. Yeah, we don't
1: don't like character development over here. Yeah,
0: that's right. (laughs) So either way, we will. um, We will be doing the sequel trilogy. It just won't be any time immediately because we have Ahsoka. And more importantly, we have Professor Hu Yang. More importantly. Yep. Uh, With that, I think that's all we have for today. Thank you guys for joining us as always. Um, You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, uh, Reddit, Twitter, or X now. X. Um, What else do we have, Kevin? Do we have any other social media? I mean, we've got – Yeah, I said TikTok. Discord. We do have a Discord server. Um, still trying to figure out how to use it. I have no idea what I'm doing, but Kevin yeah. is learning a lot better than I am. So, we do have a Discord server, Records of the Republic. Um, so hit us up. You know, send us an email, send us a message. Want us to hear from you guys? Leave us a review with a rating, five star preferably. Um, I think that's about it. Kevin, you got anything else? Nope. All right. As always, may the force be with you, and remember. This is the way.